Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. If you're surrounded but alone, liked but unloved, continually sending the world your message but feeling always unheard, then you'll want to listen to what today's guest has to say. His name is Doug Bender. He is I Am Second's chief content writer. And recently, he put a book together called I Found Love, True Stories of Discovering Love, Belonging, and Friendship. This book features powerful stories of men and women in the public eye who have broken the barriers of divorce, addiction, racism, abuse, miscarriage, shame, and so much more. Today on Connections, Doug will share with us why he put this book together, and he'll share his own personal story. Today's guest is a pastor, a church planter, and I am Second's chief content writer. He's going to talk to us in a little bit about a book called I Found Love, True Stories of Discovering Love, Belonging, and Friendship. We're joined today by Doug Bender. Doug, tell us a little bit about yourself first and how you got involved with I Am Second. Yeah, well, I, um, I've been with I Am Second for coming on 12 years now. And we tell stories of all sorts of people who have um, found that putting Jesus first is the only real way to live life. Um, My own journey began, you know, when I was very young, I grew up in church, but I think I never really grasped the idea that God loved me. I knew he loved the world, but I didn't know what that meant for me in particular. Um, so I, I was able to even share my story with I'm Second um, when I discovered that God loves me. And it really began, um, simply, funny enough, with a, a, with a birthday party when I realized that, that God loved me. But that's, um, that's my story. Can you tell us quickly about that birthday party, what it was that, uh, yeah, was so profound for you and life-changing? Yeah, I, I was I was one of those lonely kids for a number of years, and I um, I had this simple prayer. I'd pray all the time. Um, I don't think I prayed uh, uh, about much else, to be honest with you. But my simple prayer was this: I said, God, I want one friend. That's all I want. I want one person who cares about me, who feels for me, who likes to listen to me and be around me. And I prayed that for years. Um, and I, I was picked on a bit when I was young and we moved around a lot, which makes it hard to have friends. Um, and so I had a lot of loneliness. Um, and I remember my 16th birthday was coming up and my mom insisted that I, I have a party because I was turning 16. Um, and reluctantly, I agreed. Um, and I think I invited, I invited exactly two people because I figured, you know, if I only invite two and nobody shows up, it's not a big deal. Um, and for, I don't know how, still, I don't know how it happened, but my house was full of people. Um, and I realized in that moment that, um, you know, I had a living room full of friends and I realized that I had always had a friend. Um, and that friend was God. He had always heard that prayer and he'd, he had been there for me and he, he wanted to, um, spend time with me. All those things I was looking for in a friend, I realized that God was that friend. And I, honestly, I remember standing outside, walking outside in the middle of that party, just having a short prayer saying, God, I, I had no idea. I had no idea that you love me. I knew you loved the world. I didn't know you loved me. And I told him then, I said, I don't know what this looks like, but I want to spend my life helping people understand that. Because I think there's a lot of people that don't know that God loves them. How did you discover I am second? 
Yeah, I, well, uh, I was a part of uh, the, basically the mother organization called E3 Partners, and we plant churches all around the world using short-term teams. And um, right as I had joined the organization as an intern, um, again, about 12 years ago, they had started this, uh, were in the works of starting this little program where we're going to have these videos of famous people on a website that tells their story on how Jesus became first. So I actually joined that team right about a month or two after they launched um, as a way. My, my original role was to, to help churches and individuals, Christians, figure out how to use our, these videos in small groups and in Bible studies and just sitting down with their friend. How do you, how do you discuss the truths of God using these simple testimonies? Um, so that was my role early on. Um, and I've, and I, and I still, I still do that. I do other things now as well, but I still do that role actually. Your new project with I am second, the new book I found love, uh, goes off that theme that you discovered. I think today, a lot of people like you're so surrounded by others on social media and stuff like that, but yet people are still lonely and don't know that they're loved at all. Is that what you're finding? Yeah, I, and that's, I think, I something I realized um, very early on, um, even, you know, years before I Am Second got going, um, I, I've learned the simple truth that everyone is, everyone is a little bit lonely. Maybe not all the time, and maybe not at the same depth, but everybody has this little twinge of, um, of loneliness, of my relationships aren't quite where they need to be. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this book is definitely an answer to that because even though we have a lot more, um, I guess you could say visual feedback, you can actually count how many people liked you today yeah. um, and how many you can see the list of friends. Um, we don't feel any, any less lonely. In fact, we may even feel more lonely because we're supposed to have 1300 friends and, and we don't feel like we do. And so this book, yeah, is very much an answer to that 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 felt need and 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 um and now with even the pandemic we're in the midst of uh even um you know this social distancing i think has produced even more of this effect we've got people obviously looking for that love in the wrong places yes and and that i think also is a um a, a universal truth that we look for love in all areas of our life and i think a lot of the things we we pursue are are really um, misdirected attempts at love. I mean, if you think about it, like why might someone want money? Well, because we feel like we can buy, um, we may not say this out loud, but we feel like we can buy people's attention and affection. Um, or why do we pursue um, success or, or awards of various sorts? Well, it's really the, that same desire. We want people to, to, to notice us and to like us. You know, whatever it is that we're aiming for, typically, I think it can boil down to this search for love, this search for I want people to like me, to notice me. Um, and I think that's the truth I'm, we're trying to communicate with all these stories in that this is a book full of people who have tried all sorts of ways to find love, but they really only found it when they found God. That's really where you're only going to get that that true sense of love. That's, yeah, for even uh, a contestant of The Bachelor you have in the book sharing his story, right? Exactly. Yeah, Sean Lowe is probably one of the the, in, uh, the clearest examples because you have someone who's literally set up f to find love in front of us all. We can all watch him find love. Uh, 
Um, and yet, uh, even he is coming to that same conclusion that the best that this world has to offer, a multi-million dollar production of helping me find love does not compare to what I find in God. And, and I think th- there's no real clear uh, display than that, that, that the love he has, while he, he did find a romance love, even they admit that really it came down to God. It really had to come from him. You have all these stories in the book, big names like Sean Lowe or former NHLer Mike Fisher and his wife, uh, Carrie Underwood, and on and on. And then all sorts of kind of ordinary people, too. Are there any stories that really stick out for you in their quest for love? You know, I think I I have uh, days where uh, I'll I'll gravitate towards uh, all of these stories for, in various moments. I, I think um, one of the one I, I go back to quite frequently is um, is a Stephen Baldwin story. Um, uh, he's an actor. Many of many folks will recognize the name. But what makes his story so unique is uh, it wasn't like he had come to some bottom point in life and he was just desperate and looking for. Uh, in looking for Jesus, it was, it was a, a, a random encounter, at least random on our end, but God had sent him a friend, a, uh, a and actually a, a nanny that they had, the family had hired um, who came in from Brazil of all places with the specific purpose of introducing him to Jesus. And um, I think what I love about that story is how God used um, the most seemingly unimportant people a, a, a living nanny to reach a famous actor that's one of the things i see quite often right like the people that impact us the most in life especially when it comes to our spiritual lives they're just normal everyday people so it's good news for us we could be doing the same with our friends and neighbors well and it's it's funny i think perhaps we we get surprised when jesus's words come true you know, when yeah. he says that, uh, that he likes to, to lift up the humble and, and use the ordinary. And then he actually does. And we're like, whoa, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> but he, he has been telling us for a couple thousand years now that that's what he likes to do. So it is very encouraging. And uh, sure enough, it's exactly what God does all the time. Going back to the book, tell us who you're hoping to reach. Um, There's obviously a number of different topics in there and everything from miscarriages to everything else. Who do you hope to reach with it? I think it's it's a very broad audience, but it's anybody who has recognized that the love that this world offers, even the good portions, the, the friendships, the family, the romance, is not ultimately satisfying that there is a brokenness that is weaved through every aspect of our relationships anybody who's come to realize that um this book is meant to speak to and say hey you know what there is a greater love a greater source of satisfaction and and his name is jesus and 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 he will begin to fill in those gaps in our relationships to bring healing Um, these stories are examples of that but more than anything else, they're meant to be points of inspiration that you too can experience the um, what God does when when we find His love. Um, so so that's that's really the kind of person we're, we're trying to reach with this. It's been out for just a couple of weeks now. What's the response been like so far? What are you hearing from people? Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I just got. Um, I'm also a um, a local pastor here in um, Pittsburgh area. 
And um, one of the folks in my church just emailed me or, or called me actually and said, hey, I've been reading this story and it's been changing my life. Um, really impactful, um, uh, just realizing what God can do in our relationships. Um, and, and I think that is the kind of thing that I'm, we're starting to hear from a lot of folks as they're starting to, to see these stories and, and experience them. Um, some of them have even seen these uh, stories in the video format when we first released the, the interviews and that. But this book has a lot more detail and a lot more uh, stuff in there just to, to, to grapple with. Um, so um, it's been really positive. I'm excited to see how people's relationships are already starting to be impacted. Now, you mentioned you're a pastor. Tell us a little bit more about that and your church. Yeah. So, you know, we have, uh, my wife and I have been serving as uh, uh, church planners, people who go out and start churches for coming on 12 years now. We've done it all over the world and dozen different countries. Um, and uh, a couple of years ago, we said, you know, let's do this in our own backyard. And um, so we started a church and uh, just a couple of years ago called the Mon Valley Church. It's the name of our area. And um, it, it's really built on the power of relationships. Um, so we focus very heavily on the idea of, of gathering people into small gatherings and homes and communities um, so they can learn how to love God and love each other. Um, which is really the essence of, of, of all of our callings. Um, so, um, yeah, this is the kind of work we do all over the world, but um, it's also some we do right here in our backyard. Um, uh, I am second E3 church planting, all very evangelistic in nature and reaching people. What's some of your best advice to us um, and people listening for how we can reach out and share good news and share that love of Christ? I think a lot of people scared uh, to do that these days. Yeah, and I think we, we kind of actually already hit on the main thing people need to remember, and that is God loves to use ordinary people. In fact, if, if you're feeling like maybe I'm not, I don't really quite have the gift set, or I don't know if I have the right words or the right answers, then you are exactly the person that God is most excited about using. Uh, people who think they have it all together and can do it on their own, God really isn't that interested in helping. Um, he's, he's interested for the rest of us, those who say, you know, I'm a little nervous. I don't know if I can do this. Um, if that's you, then 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 step out in faith and start talking about Jesus with your friends and family. Invite them to come and uh, be it a, a Zoom call or, or a, a, a in person. Um, invite them to sit down and study the word with you and pray with you. You'll be you'll be surprised and amazed to see that God's promises come true, that he uses ordinary people like us. Tell us about the book, uh, uh, how we can get our hands on it, and anything else about I Am Second and your ministry we should know about. Yeah, I, I encourage people to, to check out this book. Uh, it's in bookstores everywhere. You can find more about it at ifoundlovebook.com. You can actually also go to iamsecond.com and, and see some of these interviews um, in first person. Like You can actually watch Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood talk about their, their wrestlings with um, – uh, miscarriages and other things you can you actually see them say, say their story um, themselves um, but yeah go go explore these stories and, and go out there and start sharing your own we all got a story and uh, we know that the book's only been out for a couple of weeks but what's up next for you Doug yeah it's you know right now I am second it has an emphasis where we're helping people identify who they are who are we beyond what we can achieve, beyond what labels this world might want to put on us? Who did God make us to be? 
Um, and so that's something we're really excited to be helping people grapple with. We got some new films coming out um, uh, and uh, even a new uh, small group package that's coming out next couple of weeks called uh, Who Am I? So I encourage folks to, to check us out. That's really where we're heading uh, in the near term. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much, Doug. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to be able to talk with you. Be sure to tune in on Monday. We'll have one of the people that is featured in the book on our show. Until then, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can do that by visiting podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.